Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. Before we even get started with the podcast, I want to introduce something new to you. If you're tired of missing these live streams or missing videos, we have a new service where we can text you when we go live or launch a new video. All you got to do is text Flash Film to 74121. That's one word, Flash Film to 74121. All right, let's get started. What's really good? How everybody feeling on this nice draft Thursday, I hope uh, your team do well today. I hope they uh, trade up with my team and trade all their first-round picks for the next 12 years to get a quarterback that's a bust. But as long as they do that with my team, then they cool. Today, we're going to talk about something that a lot of people don't really think is necessary in the world of you know being a content creator. They see it done everywhere else, and they just skip over this part when it comes to running a business for their brand. And it is... To start to write down and start to keep track of the processes so that you can create a system, right? When you go out and you do headshots and you go out and you do, um, you know, something for a client, write down what you do so that you can do it over and over again. I can't tell you how much this has saved me because now I have a process in which I know what gear goes to what job. I can create a checklist and I'm not sitting there like, do I need this? Do I need that? I know that, hey, even though I want to pack 22 lenses to take with me, I'm only going to use two. So I know for sure not to bring all this other stuff. It helps with a lot of things, right? It helps you be efficient. It helps you... Um, in the case of a theft, in case somebody come after your gear, they don't get everything. They only get what you got and you use for that job. But that's what we're going to talk about today. Making sure you write down the process for each type of product or service that you offer. If you're a gold member, make sure you go to the community tab because I'm going to bring you guys in right after I do a little explaining because this is going to be. I know I say this all the time. My key term is this is going to be a short live, but the drive is happening today. The, the Not the drive. The draft is happening today. So this is for sure going to be a hard stop for those that are football fans. And I'm talking about American football, not football. No disrespect. I like football, too. But we're talking about football. The NFL draft is tonight, and we will be jumping on that, or I will be jumping on that as soon as I leave here. So... Let's go ahead and do what we do. Let's roll the graphics and uh, let's get right into it. I think we're going to roll different graphics this week. We're going we're gonna to switch it up. Let's, let's roll this one. Let's see how this one play out. Then we'll get into it. You're listening to Content and Cash. 
a Flash Film Academy podcast. If you want to learn how to take pretty pictures, this is not the place. But if you're ready to make a living by learning the business behind the camera, buckle up because it's time to turn passion into profit with your host, Ty Turner. Ah, what's really good? My name is Ty Turner. If this is your first time, on this channel you got to know that this channel is simply about turning your passion into profit we teach the business side of content creation for photographers videographers podcasters colorists editors whatever you do we teach you how to get that bag so forgive me if i don't have a whole bunch of really cute b-roll shots i'm not here to teach you that i'm here to teach you how to monetize what you do in a world that needs what you do all right because a lot of people don't value it they don't understand how valuable their skill set is and today we're going to talk about a whole lot of that a whole lot of that today and well today we're going to talk about systems and processes let's be real you need systems and processes to build your brand to build your business when you go out and you go do something as simple as headshots and we're going to get to our guests in a minute because people are popping on and they're doing hair i ain't gonna throw them under the, the, the uh i ain't gonna throw them under the table uh, they don't know i can see them but i can see them even though i don't have them on but uh he's gonna try to cover it up but today we're gonna talk about why it's important to build out your your processes right Everything that you do, you need to write down what takes place. How do you do it? How many people you need? What do they need to do? So that every time you do it, it's very easy for you to do. And if you're not there, you can hand those directions off to somebody else. Let's let's talk in some analogies, some examples. When you go to McDonald's, which is the number one system and process place that we all have used, that we all can relate to, that we all have been to. When they cook whatever meal you choose, instructions are passed on to that person, to the cook. And at this point, they're not even cooking the meat anymore. They're just pulling it out of a tray. But however, wherever you go to, they're not trying to figure out how long to cook that burger, how long to cook those fries. And because they have a system in place, the consistency of what they deliver is consistent from location to location. No matter where you are in the world, you're going to get exactly what you're going to get. There are so many systems in place from how to, I don't want to say grow the meat, but how to harvest the meat, how to season the meat, how to pack the meat, ship the meat, freeze the meat, deliver the meat, unpack the meat, everything. There's so many systems in place to get that consistency. And they've just they've just become very efficient at creating these systems. And when they you know, that is why they are who they are, not because of the taste of the burger. We've already discussed that they're not the best tasting burger in the world. However, they provide everything else that a person really wants when they want to buy a burger. So you need to become that with your business so that your business can become consistent and your business can offer that level of consistency with every product. You may decide to franchise one day. You may send somebody else on a job. And those are examples of times where I'm telling you to work on your business and not work in your business. If you want to be the guy that's getting up out of his bed, going to take pictures every day for the next 100 years, feel free. I'm trying to design a company that is like the Ford Motor Company that have people in place to do things. And I can sit back in the back and cash checks. That is my goal with my media company. Yours may be different, though. I have a passion for it, though. I love it. 
I want to create and build something that will continue to run long after I'm gone so that my family can inherit a business and not just a dollar that will lose value with inflation over time. They will they will inherit a business that will continue to work and grow. So before I get started, before we get even deeper into it, I got to talk about who our sponsors are for today. This video is brought to you by. Flash Film Academy, of course, the number one sponsor in the world for us. Just letting you guys know, you can now start your master course journey for only $99. There you go. Promo code is start now, S-T-A-R-T, now. Slap that like button, that's right. Make sure you slap that like button. Um, You can start with the alpha course for $99. Don't say I'm not giving it to you. If you want anything else, we have 15% uh, off with our live course, all of our live courses. There's your, there's your promo code. All right. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. There you go. We got now, you know, and knowing is half the battle. Anybody know where that's from? Just post it in the comments below. We're going to see how, how, how old y'all, how old y'all are. Um, Jay said, I found out why the, why the ice cream machine is always down at McDonald's. There is a video on YouTube that explains it. And I have yet to watch it. I put it in my save video list. So if you've watched that video, I'm, I'm a, I'm going to be on that video real soon. Um, that I'm gonna be on that video really soon, but let me talk about a few things, right? Let's talk about how to create these systems, right? Cause I'm telling you to do it, but let me explain how to do it or how we do it. And I'm going to use headshots as an example, right? That's right. Master the brand say GI Joe. That's right. Um, I want to explain how you do it because it's a lot simpler than you think. Whenever we shoot headshots, we have a process. Right. We take three lights with us on this shoot, usually four, just in case one go down. Right. We like to use a key light, a fill light, a hair light. Some people use different lights, more lights, less lights. When we do executive level headshots, we like to add the eye lighter. When we do even higher end headshots, more than executive, we call them cinematic headshots. We like to light the background because they're usually shallow depth of field. We'll bring five to six strobes right and not only do i notate in our pamphlet or our card we use cards on what to bring what's necessary i also notate where they need to go so we like to start with our main key light towards the right that's documented the right side of the talent our fill light is on the left side of the talent our hair light is behind the talent at about a 45 degree angle off camera of course onto the talent our X drop, which we use, and we use a standard gray background backdrop, is usually about six feet behind the talent. Those are things that are listed on this card, so I can hand that to any photographer and they can go replicate it. I also list what lenses we shoot in. I also list the fact that we shoot in RAW plus JPEG. I also list the fact that we shoot in the maximum megapixels available for that camera. I also like to list what f-stop we want to shoot at. I like to shoot my standard portraits at around eight, somewhere around, somewhere around the f9, f8 area. If it's little light, I may go f5.6. I don't go f2.8, f1.2, nothing crazy like that unless we're doing cinematic headshots. But our standard headshots, I like to capture them at about f8 somewhere around that ballpark um the lens i like to use is the 80 millimeter 
f1.8 or any 8085 that you have if they're more cinematic headshots i'm going to go with my 100 millimeter stf um if they are um standard headshots we're usually using 80 like i said 85 80 sometimes i'll drop down to as low as the uh 50 millimeter f1.4 but usually i'm in the 85 ballpark um for high-end executive shots for the cinematic shots i'll use 70 to 200 because i want to use compression in the background if the background is something that i want to show that's up to me my go-to king of all portrait headshot lenses is my 100 millimeter stf that's the one i go to if background bokeh is important sometimes like i have a shoot coming up um with a bunch of the, a bunch of executives we want to use the background but we're indoors and there isn't a lot of room to work with so i'll use my 70 to 200 those are things you need to know um and those are things that we list on the card depending on what type of headshots now these i create a card for each product we have a card for our standard headshots a card for our standard group shots a card for our um cinematic headshots i'm sorry a card for our executive level headshots a card for our cinematic headshots so if i hand this card off to a photographer who is going to shoot this for me if i'm not available or someone on our team is doing it they know exactly what they need to bring what they need to set up how they need to set it up i'll even have the time it takes to set it up we usually get there 45 minutes before and we're usually breaking down for 30 minutes after so they'll know based off this card this form everything that needs to take place within this job that is my process within my system those are things we create for every single job that we do so that I can bring people up to speed, which is a military term, um, instantly. I can get you up to speed real fast. And that's just filling you in with the knowledge that you need to perform the job. So I can hand a card to a photographer and say, hey, you got to shoot next Monday. Knock it out. Here's everything you need to know from that card. I also have a list of the items that you need to bring. It'll say bring two camera bodies. It'll say bring two lenses. It'll say bring two, two batteries. It'll say bring two memory cards because redundancy is everything. When you, when money is on the line, if you want to go out and shoot for play, play, that's up to you. You can go out and shoot for play, play and have a bad SD card. If you're shooting a, some wedding photography or something like that, it's a no go. So for everything, once we create a product, right? Headshots, even though it's a service, we create it as a product. We're going to have a card for it to display the systems or display the system. I'm sorry, the process, what gears need it. On that card also is the areas or the items that we offer as a upsell. So when a client click on the upsell, we know what we need to attach to this job to complete that upsell. Those are things that we have listed on that card. We also have items that the photographer can mention as additional upsells that we can do in post-production. So for instance, for headshots, we can also have the client and where we can upsell them on more post-production. So video things would be like 
better color grading. They have color correction listed. We can also offer color grading. So when you create the card, which you can create on the index card, or you can create um, in Photoshop, when you create these cards, this, the, I, I was about to say sales rep, but the photographer can go into that shoot and they can upsell the client right then and there. Some things that we keep in the van is the highlighter, teleprompters. Those are things that we keep a small drone in the van. Those are things that we can upsell a client on location that is mentioned on the back of the card. And it's a part of the gear we keep with us all day, every day. That's why it's important to have a van and you'll have certain items in it that you can upsell. Those are things to think about when you start to create your products and services so everything is compact and on one sheet i started with a big sheet i just compacted i just made it smaller so that it is on one square form and it's something that you can do for your brand and and depending on what your niche is and whatever you do you can make that determination um for that particular um job great question frozen says um no there aren't we just moved it up for the NFL draft today. If you guys like fry, if you guys like five over seven, post them in the comments. I would love to hear about it. I know we got some we got some of our international players who um who enjoy the seven o'clock. So let me let me put that out there real quick and see if you guys have questions before we bring on our guests. If you guys have questions about that process. Because over time that process will be become more efficient. You'll learn how to do things faster and better. And sometimes when you look at that, you'll notice like, man, we should do this first or we should do that second. Or like I give you an example for us when it comes to video production, whenever we're doing talking head, it makes more sense. We used to do we used to schedule our talking heads um, just different times of the day. Right. But we now schedule if we have a two day shoot we'll try to do all the talking heads in the first day so that we can take notes go back and get a game plan together for our b-roll and we're not getting b-roll and then we we record a talking head they say something we don't have and now we don't have b-roll of it we're stuck so keep that in mind as, as th that's just something that we looked at and became more efficient with once we had the process on paper and and we were like you know what we you know we don't ever we don't ever want to schedule it like that again because clients are saying things we don't have b-roll of let's let them speak we have someone take notes and we make sure that we have b-roll to cover everything they're saying so usually when we work with the client for video we want to get all the talking heads up front um and out of the way before we consider any b-roll or we schedule an additional B-roll time slot later in that day or an additional day to come back and capture B-roll they may have spoken of that we didn't we didn't cover. Something else to think about also um, is when we work with clients, sometimes the B-roll requ requires them to reenact something. So we like to schedule that time to reenact that. You know, we've had clients say, oh, you know, we like to make sure that when we work with our clients, we shake their hand when we're leaving. OK, let's get B-roll of that. We can find a doorway, have somebody want somebody that's here in plain clothes, play the play the customer and have someone here in uniform walk up and shake their hand. And now we have that B-roll. Now we've just taken their their content to the next level because we have B-roll to support what they um, B-roll to support what they're talking about. 
All right. So that's very important. And you want to make sure you create these cards because look, as you create these cards, you're going to sit back and notice that, hey, I got a lot of products. We do a lot. We do a whole lot. We do too much sometimes. Right. We do, you know, a lot of things. If you can't fit it on that card, you're going to learn like, man, we're doing way too much. Maybe I need to focus on these three cards and we need to just we need to knock that out the park. You'll also when you become more efficient, you'll be able to do things in less time. And that means more profit for you because you're spending less on labor and you don't want to be scatterbrains. Right. When you start to develop this process, you can have a terrible day and you can you can almost get an extra 10 minutes of sleep because you can show up. And know exactly what you need to do instead of, you, you know how you show up to a shoot and you scatterbrain. Man, did I do this? Did I pack that? I, do I got enough light stands? Do I have enough lenses? Do I bring the right lenses? Did I charge my batteries? Like, like our cards have things we do the day before. Make sure you bring four batteries. We have a day before checklist. We have a before we get in the van checklist. And then we have a checklist that happens when we arrive on site. Right? So, you know, what type of space are we looking for? Things like that. So we we manage the time that way. Calvin said, I was just about to ask how you manage the time. We manage the time that way because you don't want to go. If I got a, a four hour shoot, I don't want to show up with one battery. I want to show up with more batteries um, than I need. And I want to make sure they are charged. It's been times where I put a, bo a boatload of batteries on the charger and the charger wasn't plugged in. I didn't make sure. You know, and now I'm there in the truck. Trying, I got I got chargers in the truck. So now I got the truck trying to charge batteries. I got people hot swapping them and we're just barely making it through the day. I don't want to have that problem. I don't want to have it. We keep V mount battery chargers in the van. So I always have V mount batteries ready to go and I can run anything off of V mount battery. So if I just happen to have my little A7S three and a cord hanging out in a big old V mount battery on the bottom of my tripod, it is what it is. We got power. I'd rather do that than not have power and have to reschedule. Or if I have another light or when our lights go down and Anything can happen. We can run anything off a of V-mount battery. So I keep a charger that charges in the van that runs V-mount batteries. That's just something I've learned the hard way. So I even keep a charger for one of our drones that charges batteries or keep a charged battery in the, in the truck at all times. So those are things that as you grow and you start getting clients, that's 10, 20,000. The last thing you want to do is inconvenience that client because you forgot to do something simple. And you lose that client because you messed up. You don't want to get that money back. That retainer, a retainer can be fought and voided if you didn't do what you were supposed to do. If you showed up to the job on that day and you didn't have what you were supposed to have, you can't really fight them to keep that retainer. That's your fault. If they say we don't want to work with you, fam, you messed this up. We going in a different direction. You got to hand over. You got to hand that bread back. And I don't want to hand over a bread from a sandwich I didn't already started eating. That's very, that's inconvenient. That's, that's a, that's a rough, that's a rough learning patch. I'm trying to save you from that one hurt. It hurt. So it's very important that you understand that as you move forward real quick. We go, um, we're going to roll graphics one more time and then we're going to bring on our guests that we have our gold members that want to jump on. We're going to roll that graph. We're going to roll this, uh, quick, uh, sponsor. Should we say sponsor? Yeah, let's call it sponsor. And then we're going to go into our guest that's waiting. If you are a gold member, 
Um, make sure you come on and jump on this chat with us. We got a few people waiting, but you know, we like to get about 10 people on this thing. If you're a gold member, go to YouTube, click on the community tab under the gold area. You will see a link where you can log on from your phone or your computer and jump on this live chat with us. All right. So we're going to do that. But in the meantime, we're going to roll graphics real quick and, uh, we'll be back in two seconds. Okay, real quick, two good questions popped up, and then we're going to go to our guest. Um, DNA, good question. Good looking out on the Super Chat, first off. He said, um, beta client question, uh, why would a decent company want to put trust in someone with no experience in the niche, even for free, because they benefit with content, and they need content. Every company needs content. They need as much content as they can get, and if you can bring content for free, they will work with you. They'll roll the dice on you. They'll give you a shot. They'll give you a chance. You also have to go into the business um talking about talking intelligently about what they do you have to do some research you can't walk in the door and say i've never heard of this business before but i want to do stuff for this business nope you got to go in there with a little bit of knowledge behind um what you're doing so that they will it'll make sense you go into a dentist you drop the wrong keywords they're not going to deal with you doctors don't want to hear you call a patient's customers or clients, you got to go in and you got to say patience and this, that, and the other. So you got to do some research um, before you go in there and talk to them. Every company needs content. Some don't know how much. Some can't produce enough. Some don't know where to start. Right? Just like right now, everybody watching this who have a business need SEO. You don't know where to start. If somebody came to you and say, "Hey, I'm trying to get into doing SEO for photographers. Can I work on your website to try to bring you more traffic?" Why would you tell them no? What do you have to lose? You would be like, hey, let's do it. If they bring you one more client, it's one more than you had. Second question that was real good um, before we bring on guests talks about retainers. Do you do 50 then 50 when the file is submitted or 50 then 50 on a shoot date? Okay. I used to do 50 as a retainer and then 50 on the day of the shoot. That is That was my going thing. That's how I used to rock. But because of upsells during the shoot, 
I do 50 on the time on the wrap day, right? On the day it's wrapped. So if you doing a one day shoot, then everything stays the same. Keep in mind though, keep in mind, very, 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 very important. As you work with bigger clients, all of this is going to be out of the window. Bigger clients that have to cut you a check from, um, well, I'll give you, this is the thing. Bigger clients that are cutting bigger checks can't put it all on a credit card, right? They don't want, they got monthly limits on their credit card. They don't want to put $3,000 and max out their business credit card. We're not talking about personal. We're not talking about money coming out of the person pocket that you're talking to. We're talking about someone who is in that department that has to make purchases for that department. They don't want to max out what they can buy that month on one project. So they will have a different department cut the check. That department that will usually cut the check is going to be a T30, 60 or 90 or net 30 or net 60. They won't cut the check until the project is complete on bigger checks. I'm talking about 20,000 plus. Smaller checks, sometimes if they're calling you for an event in the future, they will cut you a check to hold you as a retainer. If it's smaller than that, we're talking a thousand to five thousand. They'll usually put a portion on their credit card and cut you a check for the rest. Either way. Um, and then when you're talking about the bigger, bigger 20 plus 10 plus thousand dollar um, payments, they're usually going to come via wire or check. I like wire or check because the banks don't charge you anything to cash that. Credit cards, you're going to lose a percentage, 2.7, 2.6, 2.5. So I am okay with waiting for my money. The thing you got to keep in mind is if you have a staff, you're coming out of pocket to pay that staff because they'll probably get paid before you get paid. So make sure you keep some funds in your business account because you're going to have to cash people out. They're going to be on a merry way happy and you're going to be waiting 60 days to get paid, but you're going to get that lump sum and you can't JG Winworth that. You can't get your money now. But real quick, let me bring in the crew. What's going on, fellas? Just so make sure. Make sure we can hear everybody. All right. All right. So let's talk a little bit about um just do you guys are you guys currently using any systems and processes with your with your brand, your business right now? No? No, nah, I don't believe you, Tim. Oh, yeah, I don't believe you. Uh, I think in marketing you got all the systems in process. You just running them through the through the uh, loop. Mm -hmm. Uh, tutorial and, uh, and video product 
of these products are prepared perfectly like clockwise in cosmetics and the problem was that I was doing a lot of things for uh, other niches <laughs> and uh, you have uh, for this again you have to have a lot of checklist a lot of if you have uh, three products like you said uh, with your products uh, with your headshots uh, if you have three products you have three or I have five or six checklists but I I'm doing down that I I uh, wrote the gear I wrote uh, the, the the process uh, well, what I'm gonna tell the model, what have to be done, the setup. The setup is mm -hmm. very important. Very important, and uh, and that's it. But uh, it's a good idea to have a plastified card. I think yep. you you said you have it's like plastic. Mm -hmm. uh, I have it in in my my phone because uh, I I have all in my phone. It's it's not very good because if you have it plastic, it's like part of the gear. Right. And uh, it, it's important. And uh, this is a good nugget uh, that I that you told us. Thank you. Yeah, I used to um, I used to get the really big posted um, that you can rip off like that posters, but they were like um, what are they called? I got some hanging up. They're just like the huge ones though. Like they're really big, oh, okay. and you can write on them and peel them and stick them. And I had so many of them sticking up. Like people would come to my house and think I was crazy. Like, like I got the big ones. Like there are, I wish I could. They're, they're, I got some hanging up. They're literally like huge. They're like three feet by three feet. And I would have oh, yeah, yeah. so many on them with like so much scribbling that people would be like, "This guy's like a uh, something's wrong with this guy." You know, I like you know how like in the movies they show like the serial killer. Like he got the plot where he's drawing and his strings. Like my my house was looking like that for a minute, and. You know, people would be freaking out. Like, uh, what did I just walk into? You got plots and plans and all kind of stuff that you uh that you were doing over here. Like, what's really going on? Like, I gotta I gotta be careful because I would just write out everything, every idea, every um, just everything. I would just write it all out and have it so I can see it. Even okay, I'm gonna give you an example of something. Like, even um, my intro for Flashroom Academy. You know what I mean? That I talk about all the time. I would I got it posted up on the wall and i and i would read it until i memorize it um and so people come in and be like man you got everything you guys can't see it on camera but i, I got windows with stuff covering it and all kind of messages and notes and ideas and topics and bullet points and things like that that i just keep in front of me all day every day when i'm sitting in my office and i'm working that i can see and and just you know i and learn from and remind myself and regurgitate all all the time over and over again so i i you know i see your posters as well I, you know it's something that you have to put in front of you to keep it in your mind even if it's things like you know uh education over entertainment like that's something that you may have to put in front of you all day every day it's, it may be something that you have to remind yourself because you'll get comfortable like if you're doing a diet you may have to put your after picture of your goals in front of you every day so it, it just does something and reminds me um of the the big picture um so i like them big until i until i shrink them down and then i'll laminate them and then i'll have that card and i'll have copies because you know you may give one to um, you know, one person on the team and they may go do their thing and lose it or forget it or everybody may need one. If we're doing the same thing, everybody may need 
a copy of it so they know what takes place. That way people don't show up to a job and they're like, what do you need me to do? Where do you want me to go with this light stand? You know, you know, if you're setting up the field light and I got the key light, you know what side you should be on, what side I should be on and what we should be doing and what's next. So those are things that and you can never have too much. Um, you know, it's something that you got to get in the habit of doing, because think about it in your head. You're already doing this right. You're already showing up and doing something you've done 20 times. You're you already know what you want to do. Write it down so you'll remember and then you can perfect it. Right. And, and it's something that will take time to do. And, and trust me, there's a lot of things that I got on paper. And I'm like, man, why am I doing it like this? Until I looked at it on paper, like, you know, I need to switch this around. Now it's better, you know, that I never thought about as I ran through it. I just know that, you know, I get there and be like, man, I wish I would have brought this. Or, man, I wish I would have did that. Or, I shouldn't have used these lights. Or, I should have used those lights. Or, just things like that. Um, that And you'll become more efficient. Um, so... Keep that in mind, you know, as you build your company. And listen, I this may not be everybody's goal, but my goal is to step out of the business. I don't I, I, I'm getting older. My knees and stuff is hurting. I don't want to be on one knee taking pictures and I don't want to be pulling carts of camera gear. I don't want to be slinging C stands and sandbags forever. I can't do it forever. I get it. So. I got to create the system so I can put people in place to do that. And then we can continue to grow and I can be the brains of the operation um, because that's where the money is. The money is not in showing up doing it. The money is being the brains of the operation. And to be the brains, you have to communicate what needs to happen well. If you can't do that because you haven't taken the time to write it down, look at it, understand it, make it more efficient, make sure people who received it can understand it then you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Um, one of the biggest tricks of the army is they teach everything at an eighth grade learning level. Everything. You can go and learn how to fly a $60 million jet at an eighth grade learning level because they understand and they're excellent at breaking stuff down and teaching it to you. Let's be real. Let me just go where my where my graphic at. Let me just... Be honest with you, like, I don't mean to cut cut your head off down there. I hope you got your neck brace on. Um, let me be honest with you. A lot of people who decide to go to the military, that was probably their only choice. It was either that or go do something different that ain't right. Some people was like, I'm just going to go to the Army. I'm just going to go to the Marines. So they don't always attract the cream of the crop, and that's okay. They've created a system where we can turn people who felt like they had no other choice and didn't want to go in no other directions direction into rock stars by making the training understandable for everybody. And a lot of companies are really good at this. A lot of companies that and it's usually companies that hire around the minimum wage area area. They make training easier for people. You know, McDonald's have pictures of Big Macs, Big Mac plus fry plus drink or just hit combo one. That's it. We're going to make it really. Easy. And you should be doing that for your your other uh, your employees who are working for you, even if they're contractors. You should make it very easy for them to understand what needs to take place, what equipment is needed, 
what time they need to be there. You should be filling in an address and a time. And this is your contact. This is what they're getting. Here's your card. Knock it out. You know, so those are things that as you grow your business, you need to keep in mind. You do not want to be eyeballing it. Just like your clients want a structure based pricing. Your employees want a structure based product. It goes the same way. They want to look at it and understand how how to put the Lego together to build this masterpiece. So make it easy for yourself and those who are working with you and they will enjoy working with you. They will say it's easy to work with you. It's it's fun working with you. I don't got to do a lot of thinking of what needs to go where people who they may just want to show up, do what they got to do, go home. They don't want to be riding home like, dang, did I get the right pictures? Did I get this? I have things in place for even B-roll. When we do the talking head, there's certain B-roll shots that are that are that I get with every single talking head shoot. We're going to always get an establishing shot. We're going to always show the name of the place. If it's a receptionist, we're going to always show the receptionist up front because that's what customers see when they walk in the building. So we want to make sure we display that. Like there's certain shots we always get. And then by the time you get called to do a shoot, you already know what shots you're going to get. You in and out. That, that again is why structure-based pricing is great because you're going to get paid no matter if you do it in three hours or if it take you eight hours. So if I can get broke off and be out of there in three hours and get back home in enough time to jump on my bike and you know, or do whatever, hang out with my kid, whatever. That's a win-win situation. That means you have, you're getting paid good money and you have your time back. You own more hours in your day. Good friend of mine said he's, he's working to own more hours in his day. He want to own all 24 of them. And the goal is to own more than you sell right now. If you're working eight hours, you selling eight hours of your day, you sleeping another eight, you selling almost more than you got to play with. So, The goal is to earn more or own more hours in your day. And you do that by being efficient. You can become efficient when you write it down, you look at it and you look to, you look to find ways to make it more efficient. Go for it, Tim. Yeah. And even, even with that, I think the other thing that a lot of people struggle with is whenever you do start hiring contractors, you do start, you know, looking to maybe white label some stuff out. If you don't know what your systems and processes are, normally what happens you hire somebody and then you're like, well, they didn't do a good job. And to me, I'm like, well, did you actually explain it <laughs> in the best way that you could? 99% of the time, it's lost in translation. Just because you have been doing it, you know, like for me, like I have been a video editor probably the longest. I've done video editing for almost like 15 years. But to me, like my expectations of video editing normally come from how I do it. Mm-hmm. But if I can't convey it well enough, I can't expect somebody to do it as well as I do, right? If I'm not being as clear, right? And things that you may do that seem like second nature, somebody else probably needs explanation doing and needs more clarity. And, you know, SOPs, getting stuff written down. Like I said, one is it's going to help you realize if you actually know your process, right? Because a lot of times, like, if I sit down with somebody and I ask them, they're not too sure. And I'm like, well, maybe that's where the sales process is breaking down, right? But second, once you can get enough clarity on it, it becomes a lot easier to hire the people that you need and grow and scale the team that you need whole lot easier. I was going to say editors get that a lot. So many editors get footage dumped off like, yo, edit this. 
how who am I editing for? Who's like even understanding your target audience as an editor makes a lot of sense. Because like I said before, if it's an older audience, go look at some old Western movies. Look at how wide those shots are, how slow they were. They spent 10 seconds just focusing on eyes during the shootout. You ready for people to get shot? You like, yo, he about to pull his gat. And they like, do 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 Wow, wow. Like you just sitting there like, does this older movies are like that? New movies, they don't even speak. They come in fighting and kicking and punching. Like, like dang, we don't even know they got a name. He just listed it in the credits as fighting dude number six. On the older movies, the, the bad guys come in and introduce themselves. They tell you their whole plot. We would have got away with it if it wasn't for you. And we were going to go down and tie up your girl and put her on the train tracks. But you foiled that. Like, yo, when they going when they gonna scrap, man? When we gonna get to the when, when they gonna catch them hands, man? Like, go look at some older movies and just look at. So if I'm shooting something for somebody older, the my this target audience is older. If it's a golf commercial, if it's you know a, a life alert commercial, I'm not gonna be flicking too much. Grandma gonna be like, "What's going on?" You gotta, you know, you gotta make it a little smoother for your target audience. And even as an editor, the same footage, an editor needs to know that. And often you give somebody something and you don't give them that direction. So. It's very important that you develop you, you you develop that for each product that you have. Real quick, Lyndon asked a great question. Um, I know you had your hand up. We're gonna jump to you in in, in a second, Ronnie. Uh, he says, uh, "How do you balance um, that process with making a video look original and not look like another client's or previous client's video?" Let me ask you a question: When you went to McDonald's, did you care if your burger looked like the last burger that came off the grill? You probably didn't. You was focused on yours. Um, the, the, the harsh, dirty truth is it's probably going to look like another client's video. I mean, it pop, it won't because it's different shots, but if the, if you, if I take your talking head and your B roll and I shoot the exact same timing for another client, it will not look the same. They will never catch on. I would have to have the same music and everything. And there's actually, in my opinion, this is my opinion here, there's really nothing wrong with that. What what do you purchase in your life that's uniquely designed for just you? Not your shirt, not your shoes, not your socks, not your car. Nothing. The idea of being super creative is great for music videos, but for corporate America, it doesn't need to be drastically different. What works for them, I mean, because think about it, what should sell your video is what worked for the last company. Like, this is an investment. We were able to create content for them that did X, Y, and Z. A lot of people, like, create that for me. So if it's very similar, unless they got the exact same shots using the same B-roll, most clients won't say anything about it. Go for it, Tim. Yeah, and I, I would say even with that, right, like, if we create, like, for us and our agency, we have, there's... Right now, we have about 17 different video ad formats based on, you know, what kind of brand it is. And not all videos are going to be universal across the board, right? But, like, if you're a, I don't know, an e-commerce shop and we're like, well, these three ad formats have yielded over millions of dollars for other e-commerce stores, 99% of the time, the client is not going to care that it's going to be similar. Because right, the the outcome is well, if those ads are driving millions of dollars. I want an ad that drives millions of dollars, you know. And, and realistically, it's still going to be different enough, right? Like the messaging is going to be slightly different, but right, like the the formatting that we use, the type of cuts that we use, 
Um, you know, obviously to me, music is going to depend on the brand. Colors are going to depend on the brand, certain things like that. But if we know that we need to hit certain points, then that just helps you be more efficient. It helps. And really, in my opinion, I think it puts you above other people because you can go in and say, well, you know, normally if we put the call to action at the beginning within the first X, Y, Z, maybe that yields way better conversions on a video or gets, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever. But if the other guy that goes in doesn't even mention anything about a call to action, who do you think is going to win that contract? Right. Also, another thing too, is if you're doing something different for everybody, how can you determine what's not working? How can you look at it and be like, uh, you, you're going to blame it on luck. Like, ah, oh, we got lucky that time. That's why. No, if I'm doing the same thing for every client and I notice with this client, we move the call to action up one second. So we got more clicks or, you know, with this video, people are falling off after 13 seconds instead of watching a whole, you know, so you gotta, you gotta be able to look at it to, per, to perfect it, to make it better. You can't do it if you're doing something different for everybody. You, you gotta, you have to have the analytics and you can't have analytics if every changing your website every day. You know what I mean? You have to have, it has to be, and think about it. Like I said, what in your life that you purchase is unique to just you? Very little. Very little. The shirt you got on, they sold 2 million of them. You know what I mean? Every 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 aspect of every part of you is duplicated, copied, and mass-produced. So your client is not going. Unless you're literally selling them the same, uh, you know, B-roll shots you bought off a website, and they're just putting their name and, you know, their logo's popping up at the end, they really won't realize it. Go ahead, Roddy. Nah, nothing really to say. Um, <laughs> just kind of like nodding in agreement with everybody. <laughs> so, sorry for that. But I guess I will say in answer to your question earlier, as far as processes and such, and uh, even though Tim wanted to like be silly and like, no, we don't do processes. So for the birds, we don't do the stuff like that. Um, we're literally in the process right now, like drafting up that stuff and working on um, project processes. Like right now, uh, the one I've got now is like project processes for onboarding to completion for clients. And then the second one is basically stuff that's more so internal. Because uh, like you said, when you have a system in place, there are so many benefits from that. There's less headache, there's less stress, a lot less stress. There's more consistency. There's less guesswork. Um, just even the point that you made about you know making those cards now, so you can understand and know like what gear to take with you on a project. That I didn't even snap on that. I mean, there are things that we've had like you know, hey, let's get an equipment checklist, make sure we got everything. But to drill down deeper to say, hey, this is what we're going to be taking for if we're doing like um, uh, interviews. Um, talking heads is when we taking it when we're doing, you know, whatever type of project. So to have something like that, I mean, it's, it's invaluable. So thank you for that. Thank you very much. No problem. I, I just want to say to those who were watching from the beginning, if you were wondering who was doing their hair while we were getting ready, if you look really hard, you will see who that person is. Not to be a person with a finger in him, but if you look really hard, 
you will have that answer. <laughs> Go for it, Tim. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and, and even, you know, uh, just also adding on to the whole equipment thing, right? Like if you're packing a lot of unnecessary equipment that's costing you more in your gas, that's costing you more in the tread on your tires, that's costing you more just labor in general. And I think like one of the biggest examples of this, I think it was that uh, Delta or American Airlines or somebody, they essentially, they know their processes so well that they removed like one extra olive from every salad that they had on the plane and it yielded them in a single year, like an extra $4 million. Wow. So you want to talk about being very granular and knowing exactly where your profits are coming from, right? Like just by removing one olive wow. from a salad, you know, there's an extra $4 million in, in revenue right there. And that's really why systems and processes are important because if you realize like, yeah, we don't need to take, you know, giant, not that I feel like anybody really has big 6K monstrosity lights. Uh, we got, I love and hate those things, but you know, you don't want to be taking a whole bunch of stuff that you don't need because like I said, gas, wear and tear on your vehicle, um, you know, even just the cost of moving it in and out of your van, of your equipment, wear and tear, all of that stuff adds up. So wear and tear on your back too. wear and tear on your back. Um, you know, I, I always look at my, my biggest fear is somebody snatching something from me. I'm from Detroit. They steal everything. So I'm always keeping that in mind. Make sure doors are locked and all that. Somebody, you know, how hard would I get hit if somebody took my van while I'm in a building? Like what is everything in it? Am I starting from scratch or, you know what I'm saying? So I keep that in mind when I'm out, I travel light. And maybe that's also a military thing. Like you take what you need. You don't, you gotta, you know, we gotta walk a long way. I don't want to carry something I'm not going to use. So, um, you know, something to think about. There's a few questions that popped up. Um, Martin asks, so does uniqueness of product of the project at hand dictate the price you charge? Not at all. Nope, we have set base pricing for us to even get out of bed and come up there and do what we got to do. Now, it will dictate the price of pre-production. Now, if y'all want us to come up with this crazy idea and you want us to be super unique, we can come up with that idea, but we're going to charge you in that area. But when we show up to shoot it, we still got to, we go by time, you know, how many hours we're going to be there, what size crew I need, what gear I need. So uniqueness only changes the price when it when it pushes the, the scale of the project. And we have, uh, you know, a system or a structure in place to uh, allow us to charge accordingly. So, yes and no. Um, you know, if we had a client that say, you know what, I want you to film all our stuff vertical instead of landscape, wouldn't change nothing. We just know to bring a different tripod um, or just to, to put an L bracket on our on our camera. Um, so that's something to definitely think about. Um, clients love consistency. Um, they don't like to feel like they're taking a gamble booking you each time. Yep. When a client hire you to do a job and the flow goes the same way and the results are the same way, guess what? They're going to hire you the same way and they're going to keep hiring you the same way. And they're going to turn into a lifelong client. That one $500 client can turn into a $20,000 client a year. If things go the way they want them to go, especially if you can predict it. You seem like a really good genius. If you say, this is what's going to happen, this, this, and this, and it happens, they trust you. What, what should we do now? You should take it to the next level so we can build this, this, and this. Let's do it. So it, it also shows value when you have your stuff together. It shows value 
You ever, that's like hiring an event planner and you're like, what are we going to do? And they're like, uh, when we get there, we're going to see how, no, I'm, you're fired. I want somebody that's going to have an itinerary and say, this is what's going to happen at one o'clock. And then at two o'clock at three o'clock, that's what you want to happen. So when you have that system in place and you've done it 20 times and you can look at something and determine just like your mechanic and say, Hey, we can put that muffler on. It's going to take about 20 minutes. They've done it so much. They know exactly what it'll be. You want to be that for your client. Um, that's right. B2B, uh, is cost budget, um, not price. That's consumer. That's absolutely right. That is a great analogy or a great way to put it. That's why I'm trying to get you out of working with people and trying to get you into working with companies. So, uh, you know, Donald say he don't like olives. I'm with you on that one, bro. They can take all the olives off and save save tens of millions. If it was up to me, I was the CEO and get all of it out of here. So, a lot of people hate olives. I don't know who like anybody, any olive lovers, you you can come for it. We won't. Okay, we got one. All right, two. I'm from two. Italy. Italy. Okay, you get a pass, bro. You get a pass. You get all the olives you want. You get all the you get all the you get yeah. You get all of them. So we got two in the possible. You drink olive <laughs> juice? Olive oil, you just drink it, you just swish no, it around. It, it, it's like we 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 the olive oil. Is too much <laughs> on everything that is like drinking it <laughs> because it's too much and everything. Oh man, too- you get a pass though. You're in Italy, man. You you get you can. It's, here is good. <laughs> yeah, you can you can you can have all, you can have all the olives you want. I you definitely got it. We got an extra person jumping in. Let's go to this format. You can get all the olives you want, bro. Not mad at that. Uh, Michael, uh, real quick, since you're jumping on, uh, we got to know uh, just how you feel about olives. Are you an olive guy or not? Well, I can't hear you. That means you like a lot of olives. You need boatload of olives. You want a barrel full. No, you're not an olive guy. You're not an olive guy. I like olive garden. Wait, are we talking about olives or Olive Garden? No, not Olive Garden. I like Olive Garden. We're talking about no. just straight oh. spoonful of olives. No, sir. No, it's not your thing. No. Just Tim. Tim say he like a spoonful, spoonful of olives. Just I'll, I'll I'll be the black sheep. It's okay. That's normally how I roll. So yeah, you can you can have all the olives. I got some in the back of the refrigerator. I'll mail them to you because I got. I'll definitely take some olives, some black olives on the pizza. Oh, no, olives on the salad's not too bad as long as I'm I got the, some good dressing. I'm from the it. hood. If I open the, if I open a pizza box and there's anything like really dark and round on it, I'm I'm like yo, I don't know what this is, bro. Y'all gotta come. I got a magnifying glass like. If it, is it moving? Cause I just can't. I can't do that. We don't. You know where I'm from. You can't even cornflakes turn into raisin bran real quick. Think about that for a second. If you don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> where I'm from, cornflakes turn into raisin bran, and then if you cut the light on, it'll turn back into cornflakes. So uh, yeah, anybody from the hood knows. <laughs> so it is what it is. Okay. Um. Don't work for people. That's a good question. I was planning on filming family reunions. I bought an A7. Don't do it. I mean, you can. Listen, I'm not. People, family, filming a family reunion is an emotional decision, right? People, for some reason, don't put a whole lot of value on memories unless it's a wedding. So it's just difficult to really, really do your thing with that. Tim, you want to jump in? I'm going to let you have this one. You want this one? Let me get you the big screen, bro. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. My my thing is, is I'm like, me? you have to, 
you have to realize, you know, companies are always going to spend more money. Um, I don't think that working with like, if, if you're, if you're doing B to C, my thing is I'm like, okay, like if I'm doing B to C, I want to be the company that's selling like private planes or, you know, I want to be, you know, uh, um, the NFL selling merchandise, right? That's really how you do it. Um, and that's why all the big companies, like you have to know who your market is. And I think as like videographers, that's why I'm like, if you want to work for B2C, I'm like, you should go and look at doing video wills for people that make over a million dollars a year. That should be your customer, yeah. not, you know, the random person that's having a birthday or the X, Y, Z, whatever. But that also comes down to knowing your market, you know, and that's why it's like, like what I tell people is I'm like, if you want to make more money, are you in an industry that makes more money? Right. Like, that's what it is. You have to go after the people that have more money. Yep. Facts. Um, real quick before I jump to you, Rodney, story to record. I totally agree. Story to record is an exception, but he works, believe it or not, closely with um, different like homes and things like that. So he's B2B with an option to go B2C. And that's that's cool. But I totally agree. Uh, Donald posted it up there. Rodney, you got the big screen. Go for it. So definitely on board with what you guys were saying you and Tim and everybody else I was having a conversation with Miss B from the group uh, the other day and just having some real profound um, dialogue about the difference between working with corporate and going with consumer Um, bottom line look I, I think it's safe to say that most of the folks in this group love what they do and are passionate about what they do you also have to make sure you need to take care of yourself and take care of your own house and make sure you get paid. You got to work smarter, not harder. Yes, there is a lot of creativity you might want to have or that you can have when you're working with, you know, families doing family reunions, birthday parties, your music videos for your friends. But at the same time, is that going to sustain you? Is that going to sustain your livelihood? Because at the end of the day, you need to pay your bills. That's the bottom line. Facts. Now, do thank you. Do you want to work smarter or do you want to work harder? We'll take it to that level. Because it's been said many times in this group, you can go out and get a corporate job four or five figures easily. Work maybe one week, literally one week's worth of work, maybe two if you're pushing it, and that's including editing time. And you're done. That's it. Think about that. Five to ten grand. Seven and ten grand easily. At the same time, you want to go out there and shoot those five hundred dollar, one thousand dollar music videos for your boys. You want to shoot birthday parties. It's just not going to cut it. So, if you and it's not to say that you can't do those things, but do it with discretion. Can you fit into your schedule? Is it okay to sacrifice that time? Like, look, you know what? This kind of one of those passion projects. I'm cool with doing it. I know I'm going to take a hit and do it. Versus that being your bread and butter, because it's you, it's gonna hurt you in then. It's gonna hurt your back. It's gonna hurt your bank account. It might hurt relationships, you know, because the time that you're having to put into that, and it's gonna be grueling. So, just speaking from experience, one of the things I've heard, uh, <laughs> and y'all can take it out how you want to, but I've heard some folks say, if it ain't corporate, I ain't touching it. 
I'm some folks. Just FYI, I'm some folks. Okay, leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm some folks. Real quick, let me put my brass knuckles on. Real quick, let me go under the table and put my brass knuckles on, cause uh, it's, I'm I want you to protect your neck right now, cause I'm gonna punch you in the neck. I don't mean I blurred out everybody. I'm gonna put that caution on. But everybody, please protect your neck right now. Protect your neck. I'm about to punch you in your throat. <clears> throat> let me move this mic closer so I can get it all up in there. Let me tell y'all something real quick. Ken Folk, let me holler at you for a minute, Folk. Uh, Ken Folk, that's how they talk in Atlanta when I lived in Atlanta. Hey, let me holler at you for a minute, Ken Folk. Hey, come on here for a minute. Anyway, listen, you need to get out of your head that photography, videography, content creation is just a side hustle that's going to bring you a couple extra hundred dollars and start making it your full-time, full-blown, 1,000% career. Stop treating it like a side hustle. Stop treating it like something that's going to pay some of your bills. Treat it like something that's going to pay everything and some. If you are in America, and I can't speak in other places because I don't know. If you are in America and you are in a city that's known as a decent sized city, you should be making eight to ten thousand dollars a month. Let me say that again. Because I don't think some of y'all heard me. Y'all ducked. Y'all got out of the way of that left hook, but I'm about to bring the right one. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to get tired. If you are in a city that is considered a big city, if it's near a big city, if you can drive to it, if you can throw a rock at it, and you are in America, you should be making eight dollars to $10,000 a month. That's $100,000 a year. Your goal needs to be there. That's not, a, that's, that's not side hustle. You shouldn't be working 48, 50 hours to do that. That should be your goal. That should be your bar. That's where I'm going to set it for you. You don't have a choice no more. I'm telling you, that's where it should be. If you're not there yet, it's fine. Don't beat yourself up. Don't be mad. Know that there are people who are making that comfortably. The difference between what they have and you have is just a little more experience, a little more efficient website, just a little bit more the business side. It ain't that they shooting with reds or got cranes and none of that. They just understand how to turn. They understand how to bring traffic to their website and they understand how to turn that traffic into a lead. They know how to close them leads. That's it. That's the only thing they know. That's the only that's the only difference between where they are and where you are. That's the only reason they're driving what they drive and you driving what you drive. They live in where they live and you live in where you live in. Is that formula right there? They know how to bring traffic to their site. They know how to turn that traffic into a lead. They know how to close those leads, turn them into customers, and they know how to deliver a product that makes that customer happy and want to come back and do business with them. That's it. When you focus on mastering that, when you focus on getting there, things will change around you. That's that, and that's just the realest thing I can give you. If you don't, if I if I slip on some skittles walking out the door, and I'm gone, Ty gave you that. So, that's what you got to focus on and work on. That's that's what we talk about and preach here. I'm not a C70 Mark 12 with 28k, and you know, super retina eye focus won't save you. It's that part of the equation that you need to focus on. Go ahead, Mike. I, I can't hear you, Mike. I can't hear you at all. Mike got attacked by that mute monster. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. How about now? Can I hear you. Hear me? Loud and clear. Okay. Loud and clear. Uh, it's 
just trudging along. That's where I'm at. Because this is the most I've done in getting beyond just society. That's the throw punch, right? Mm -hmm. I'm treat. I'm trying to treat this more than a side hustle. This I want this as a full time career. It's the process of the walk is killing me. It's like I see y'all. I see Ronnie. I see Tim. I see uh, you guys. I see where you guys are at, and the monster in me is saying, "Damn, dude, where? Why am I not there yet?" Or, "Damn, man, it's like." I'm, I'm, it's a try. I'm feeling it right now. Yeah, I'm really feeling that. Let me ask you a question. On a scale of one to ten, how bad does it hurt? Uh, it's okay. Seven. Seven. Okay. On a scale of one to ten, how much effort are you putting into it? Five. Oh, there's our problem there. Take that energy, take that pain, and put it into wanting more. You got to go through the, you got to go, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to hurt until you want it more than you want to breathe. You got to apply everything to it. You can't half-ass going into business. I'm just going to be real with you. You got to put everything into it. I'm not trying to say half-ass it. I know Tim and and Ronnie, you guys are helping me out, which is great. But I know part of it's all me. Like, all of it's me. Like, they can do so much. Like what you say, you you can teach me the skill, but I have to have the will. And right. that will is like, I don't know, shaking sometimes. That Then that may be like, that may be the one piece that you got to focus on this week. You know what I'm saying? If you got to divide it up and say, okay, this week I'm going to focus on this. Next week I'm going to focus on that. You may have to do that. You may have to do that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it, it's just, you, you have to. The, that part and that's why and like I said I don't mean to go back to even talk about the course or whatever but there when I wrote it I had to talk about the personal side bro I just couldn't throw y'all out here and be like yo go out here and sell and beta like no the a part I had to deal with is the emotional side is the support system is what I went through as a person having kids and having people rely on me and transitioning from a a good job into this I had to go through a certain amount of pain and failure and feeling like maybe this ain't for me. Maybe I need to go back and get my corporate job because I'm I ain't got benefits. I'm I got a toothache. I'm I'm trying to do this. I'm hurt. And my kids scraping their knee. I can't take them to emergency. Like I if if I hadn't have went through that. You know, what I'm saying that's that's what made me. I just took that pain and said, I'm going to focus it on what on this, because when you win going through all that pain, it's going to feel so good. Oh, it's going to feel when you get that win, it's going to feel so good. You're going to look back at everything you've been through and you're going to be like, wow, real quick. Tim, I'm going to let you jump in. Um, I got to thank uh, Skinny for his super chat. And I want to make sure I answer his question. Then we're going to write to you, Tim. Um, one thing to really discuss um, is licensing for corporate commercial work. Um, Yes, I totally agree. I talk about licensing a lot when it comes to corporate work. Um. And there is, I feel like there's a time for it, and there's a time where there you just gotta let it go. It depends on the company. I've done work for Red Bull. Sometimes you gotta let it go to get that check. Sometimes they gonna. It just depends on the situation. I'm usually licensing something for somebody who can't really. It's like a lease, right? I look at it like a lease. Can you afford to buy the car? Or can you lease the car? If you lease it, you can get lower payments, but you're not gonna own it. When you buy it, you're going to pay full price for it after your payments is up. So with content, can they afford to really pay you to do everything? 
Can they buy it outright? If not, they're going to lease it. They're going to get a certain amount of miles out of it, and we're going to come back, and we're going to readdress it. So that's how I would handle it. But real quick, I want to go back to Tim. You still uh, remember what you were going to say? Because I know I'll be forgetting. Okay, go for it. Yeah, I was just going to touch on um, kind of uh, along the lines of what Michael's talking about. So one is um, pretty much everything that you said is still something that I struggle with. Right. I see people at a higher level than where I am. And I'm like, dang, I need to already be there. <laughs> right. One of the so it's one of those that I think that if you're somebody that is really motivated, you really I think you're always going to have that. It's easy to always look at somebody else that's doing more something like that. But the, the big thing that has always helped me is one is obviously the creed. I've talked about it on here before, um, but the big thing is you need to not look at yourself where you are now. You need to create and have a clear picture of who you want to be and start aligning yourself with that. So like a, a good example is why some people can quit smoking and some people can't. It's because they believe that they are a smoker. Even if they want to quit smoking, they self-identify as a smoker. So if you want to be more successful, you want to do any of that stuff, like, and a lot of things that people don't see, right? You only see a very small part of my office, literally right on the other side. So if I look past my camera, I have our vision board. It has all the things like, what do I want to look like? What do I want my family to look like? What does my house look like? And every day I look at that and I say, okay, if I want to be a person that drives that kind of car, what are the things I have to do every single day to do that, right? Because that person is operating at a specific level. And if I'm not aligning myself with that and if I'm not doing that, then I can't expect to, to do that. And it's just like the, the little things that I do throughout the day where it's like, oh, you know, like... I mean, it could be pretty much anything, right? It could be like, man, you know, you know, I just want to like sit down and not do anything because, you know, I've been working for 10 hours already today. Well, you know, would the person that ultimately made it to that goal, would they be there, right? More times than not, probably not, right? They maybe needed to put in a little bit more work. And, and really like for me, you know, and even in the mornings, take like five minutes and when you're drinking your coffee or your whatever, just imagine yourself already there. Imagine yourself if you had, you know, 20 clients, right? Maybe that's your goal, right? You have 20 clients. What does that look like? What does that feel like? What does like, what are the things that you had to do mentally to kind of get there? And like I said, I do that all the time. That's probably been one of the things that has helped me the most, especially because like I said, we always go and you're always going to look at somebody else, focus on somebody else. But the thing is, is you're focusing on all the things that they, right, that they're doing, you're not focusing on yourself. So hopefully that helps. Like I said, there's, there's a lot of stuff in there, but, um, you know, don't think that, at least like I said, for me, I still have that. Um, let me I, I still struggle with that. So. And let me just to even add on top of that, I'm going to get to you in one second, Rodney. Just to add on top of that, we all have things that we struggle with that we want to get better at. You think I don't want to be a big 
two billion subscriber super YouTuber. You think them cats? I, I watch other cats. Like, are they helping more people than me? Are they offering more content to me? Are they offering more valuable content to me? I know. Well, I, I can- I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Dis- I'm not disregarding you guys' struggles. I don't. Don't. Um, don't uh, think like that. It's this mindset that you've brought. You've always taught us that in order to do this, you gotta have to change our mindset. This mindset, it's, it feels like, you know, like a chain gang. It is, I'm just chipping away at it, and it feels like I'm making no progress. I'm agreeing That's with you. I, listen, I totally agree. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I feel the same way. Listen, I'm, I'm about to relate what you're t- saying in t- for YouTube where you can see, right? When I look at people who have more successful channels than I have, I feel like I'm in a rat race. I feel like I'm, I'm dedicating so much of my time per week. I'm creating content. Why don't I have 100,000? Why don't I got 50,000 subscribers yet? Right. Is that demoralizing that I am? I don't have 50,000 subscribers and I got 30 in like two months at one time. So we feel like this in different areas of life. Right. There's there's cats that got a million subscribers that I know I can run circles around. They spend the first 10 minutes of their video showing you how they made coffee this morning. I didn't get you six jewels and two things to, to, to apply today in the first minute. Meanwhile, I got to sit through six minutes of them starting their truck and we're driving through the snow and going to my like, come on now. So, you know, it is what it is like we got it's just a grind like we have to just keep chipping away at it, even though we don't feel like there's progress. But because I have experience chipping away in other areas and I look back and like, wow, I'm way up here. I understand that the grind that is going to be an uncomfortable, boring you know path of i feel like i'm not doing nothing and then i look back and i'm way at the top so so what i'm saying is i I say that to say continue on your grind because you have made progress in ways that you don't even see it that we see every week right you you you, we looking at it like okay okay don't worry about everybody else pace it's not a race don't, don't worry about everybody else's speed. they in a different area, a different country, a different part of the world with a different niche and a different camera. We're talking to a different client. You cannot compare it to what you're trying to do. But don't give up. Do not give up. You got to keep pushing it. Because when it pop, it's going to yank. And it's going to be like, whoa. It's going to shoot you out there and you're going to be like, whoa. Like, I can't even hold on to it. I can't even hold on to this rocket. We out here. We we gone. And then things are going to work for you. Because like they say, once it click, it clicks. The fact that you get up after every knockdown says a lot. Right? You got to continue to move forward with it. And I think you're doing a great job at that. You're a soldier. You know what's up. You you were one of the most. Let me let me touch on that for a, just a quick, quick second. Because my soldiers who, anybody who served in the military, you are a member of one of the most elite fighting forces to ever walk this earth. You are a freaking warrior. You are one of the baddest human beings. You are just, you, it's ridiculous. You should have a tattoo that say, I wish somebody would on your forehead when you leave that mug. Because you are one of the baddest dudes ever. So don't let this business stuff knock you down, bro. You you've been ducking bullets. This ain't this is politics. This is just learning something different and learning something new and just and just changing how you think about about how, how to maneuver through something different. Um so, you know, you just have to be consistent with it. You just got to keep 
take that pain and, and, and push it into the business. For me, and I, I took my failures, my losses. I took my ducking the repo mans and not having money to supersize my kids' meal and just being broke. For me, I just hated being broke. That's probably why I talk about money so much because I hated being broke. I hated it, man. It sucked. Just not having the freedom to just do simple stuff. We ain't even talking about Gucci shirts and all of that. I'm just talking about going to dinner and I'm not checking my my uh my account three times, making sure something ain't come out my account so I still can afford the steak that I'm eating on. Like we talking about living like that, bro. Like that's I'm I'm not here to I didn't get it handed out to me like that. I had to I sold a lot of gear to dump money in the business to go back and buy that gear again. I'm still buying stuff I sold just to like okay I gotta we gotta put it in the marketing. I don't need this uh you know, I used to have a um, a DJI, uh, what was the big one, the big, back in the day, um, the Ronin. I had a Ronin. I, I, I worked hard to get it. It was something I was like, man, I'm going to get this job. I'm going to get it. Back when they were like 5000 when they were like really expensive. Got it. Used it on a few jobs. Didn't use it on a lot, but the stuff started going downhill. I had to sell it. I had to sell it to get, to put that money in the marketing, to put that money in the thumbtack, to put that money in the bark or whatever so that I can get clients and get it back. And then when stuff took off, I bought everything that I lost. Even if I didn't want to use it, I just wanted it. I got a Ronin right there. You see that Ronin right there? That's the new one. I It's been there. If you go back a bunch of lives, it's been in the same spot. I'm not BSing you, bro. But I got it because I sold mine to get it. So sometimes you, you have to take steps back, but you got to fail forward. And don't take, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. Use that energy to to dump it into your next punch and just swing harder and keep swinging because we, we all we all been there we all been there some we still going through that at whatever level we at you may see us on step 72 and you may be on step 55 but we still want to be at step 100 everybody's still going through it i still have things that i want to do and i want to accomplish and i want to you know do as a business owner that i'm not i'm not doing yet so don't feel bad or feel like uh, you are, you know, the only person that's going through it because we all going through it. That's why we're here. That's why I say this is therapeutic for me as well, because I've been where you are and thought I was that was it and got over that and won. And I know what it's like to, to get off the phone and close a deal and scream and run around your house and high five yourself and feel like you can't you just throwing punches in the air like you can't be touched like you just want to fight. Just because you closed the deal when you when rent was due. I've been there. I've just I've just learned to be more consistent. So those those valleys are just little hiccups now. And that's how it's going to go up and down. And then it's going to even out, even out. And then it's going to start going up for you. But it ain't no instant switch. It ain't a microwave. It's an oven. You got to warm it up. So, you know, embrace embrace how you feel. Because that feeling, the way you feel right now is a reminder when you go, when things go forward that I don't want to go back to that. I don't want to go back to checking my bank account to go to McDonald's. As crazy as that sounds, I don't want to go back to that. It ain't even about being filthy rich, right? It ain't even about being Bill Gates. It's just about living in a world where if I want it, I can buy it. I don't have to check my bank account to supersize my, my freaking cheeseburger meal. So you just got to keep moving. You're learning stuff. You're applying it. 
Every day I see progress. Every time I talk to you, I see progress. You just have to keep, you have to pull out the distractions from your life, whatever's distracting you and taking your time away from, from this, you got to eliminate it or reduce it. You know, I, some stuff as simple as listening to music in the car, I had to get, I was like, I got to stop because I, there's only so much ass shaking I can care about. Even on the 20 minute commute, that's just like, is this helping me? Everything in my life, I'm like, is this helping me? Is this hurting me? Is this helping me? Is this hurting me? Sitting down watching even the news. Is this helping me? Is this hurting me? And when I started removing a lot of stuff I felt was hurting me or wasn't adding value to my goal, I started moving in that direction and it started getting faster and faster. So it may just be, you may have to do an inventory on what's around you, right? That can help. What can I remove and what can I add to my daily life that will help accelerate my goal? And you would be surprised at how much stuff that's in your life right now, how much money you paying on stuff, how much time you giving stuff that does not help you reach your goal. So I encourage you to look at that and, and you know, and, and make that determination. Go for it, Tim. Yeah, and I think one of the other big things is also build your life around procrastination because everyone procrastinates. Yep. I procrastinate. But the thing is, is if you build your life around making it difficult to procrastinate you'll get a lot more done that's why like you know like sometimes you know a lot of you guys see that i always wear suits and stuff that's not by mistake like 90 percent of my wardrobe looks like this because that's who i have to become that's who i want to become so i get rid of everything like i don't have that many t-shirts i literally just got rid of all of um like 90 percent of my shorts you know all that kind of stuff and some people think it's crazy and that's okay but that's not their path that's my path and that's the thing even something just like that because one is i realized if i dress nicer i felt better i felt more productive i got more done in a day instead of like if i put on sweatpants and a t-shirt i felt lazier and that was something that i realized that what do I need to do? What can I change in my environment to make myself more productive? And sometimes it's little things like that. Now, I'm not saying that everybody has to, you know, throw away all their clothes and wear a suit. I am a very big believer in suits, and I think everyone should wear them. But I know that's not everybody's game, so that's okay. I was I was going to ask if you had on shorts, but uh, now that I know, you say you threw away your shorts. Because if I was you, I'd be rocking the suit top like the news anchors do, where they rock the suit top and some shorts below. This is just me. I'm going to give you an example, right, in my life. Um, I had a, 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 you know, it got so rough for me at some at one point where I had my van and I had my nice car that I bought when I had my good corporate job. And I had to choose between, I can only keep one. I can only keep one. I kept that work van. I rode around that work van for almost a year, picking up my kids in my work van, going to hoop in my work van. People like, dang, you got to work. You know what I'm saying? It was just what I had to do. It's just what I had to do. But I, that was the choice I made because I'd rather work hard and have what I need to 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 grow my business than to look good and to have other people say, "Oh, you got a, you got a Cadillac." Blah blah blah. So and I and I bounced back. I went from my work van to three cars and a motorcycle. But that was the choice I made because that was the most important thing to me at the time. It wasn't looking good for other people. It wasn't it wasn't even being comfortable. Right? It wasn't even being comfortable. It was the mindset I had when I got in my work van. It kept me focused on what my goals were. That's why I call it the Brinks truck. Whenever I'm in it, I'm making money. I'm happy. 
So it's nicknamed the Brinks truck. So if you see me in it, you know, on Instagram, that's you'll see me call it that. But you have to. Sometimes it comes down to just to to it being that rough and you got to take that energy and put it in what you love. You got the big screen, bro. You know, you over there. Uh, I don't know what you're doing. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, I'm here. Um, yeah. So it's just uh, since we're having a little bit of little testimonial moments, man, uh, like, like we've all said here. Mike, you're not alone, man. You know, and I actually had to go through and make a list to make sure I didn't forget because there's a lot of important things that I heard come up um, that I just want to make sure I touched on with you. So one, don't don't ever think you're alone. We've all been through struggles. We're all going through struggles. We all will continue to go through struggles. That's life. But it's how you respond, not react, but it's how you respond to those struggles. Right, those past lessons, those past struggles that you've gone through and what you've learned from them will better prepare you on how to deal with them in the future when you encounter them. Look, man, I I remember my wife was asking me when I started this journey myself. Um, it was first as a freelancer um, back in what 2015, I think it was, and like within a year, you know, I was doing some stuff on Upwork and I was starting to get some decent gigs. And probably maybe say about one to two years afterwards, she was asking, why didn't you start this like 10 years ago? Where will we be if you would have done this 10 years ago? Right. And I want to tell you right now, man, my happiest day, my happiest day is when I got a $50 check. 50, five, zero, because that came from my mentor because he paid me for working with him and valued my opinion enough to ask me where certain shots should be. We're certain, you know, hey, what, what do you think about this angle? What do you think about this composition? And it was that value I got, and I celebrated that win. Still hold it close to my heart. But it was the little win that I celebrated that kept me going. And that's something that I don't want you to ever, ever forget, man, is make sure you celebrate little wins. Don't worry about somebody, you know, am I old? Am I too old? And then I, Going around with these cameras is some, what people will say is a young man's game. Am I too old to be out there with a gimbal? Am I too old to be out there, you know, with a camera running around, throwing myself on the ground, throwing myself up on stage to get the shot no matter what it takes? Am I good enough? Am I skilled enough to do what everybody else is out there doing? Do I have the aptitude to be able to learn, to be able to produce what other people are producing, to be able to produce something that somebody's going to appreciate and value enough to be able to pay for it, what I know it's worth and what I'm worth? We all go through those thoughts, man. And what I would encourage you to do, and this is something that I've been doing probably now for about, gosh, maybe three, four years now, write a list of goals. And this is something that Tim really kind of harped on too, about projecting yourself where you want to be, where you want to see yourself at next amount of years, one, two, three, five. And I remember hearing this from Ty's boy, who's from Detroit, Eric Thomas, Dr. Eric Thomas, I should say now. That's my boy? Okay. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying he's from the D, so that's all I'm saying. Um, And I remember hearing him talk about this for a while, and then I kind of like expanded it after I heard some stuff from Steve Harvey. And so I made a list of 300 goals that I want to have, whether they're short-term or long-term. I mean, literally everything from improving the marriage I have with my wife to the house that we want to have to – Wanted literally, like, I, I at some point, space travel, uh, learning physics, uh, meeting up with Bill Gates, you know, and him and his wife, Melinda, and having dinner with them, E.T. and his wife, um, you know, being out on a safari, riding elephants and camels, 
uh, being able to set up charities, trying to find a cure to be able to provide funding to find the cure for lupus and thyroid cancer, all that stuff, whether it's something that impacts me personally, directly or indirectly, like, you know what? It's something that matters to me, so I'm going to put it down. Because if I don't write it down, I'll never focus on it. And I'll always forget it. But what I do with that list is I listen to the list because I used to read it every day. And then I kind of waver, but then I say, you know what? It's more efficient for me to at least listen to it. So I just did an audio. And every morning I wake up and I listen to it. 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 And I listen to it religiously every single day. Because if I don't focus on it, it's not going to happen. Right? Yeah, we should be. So, what you read, what you focus on, what you focus on is what you become. Remember that. And that's why we've tried, you know, I I think Ty and and Tillman, a lot of folks here have created an amazing culture to practice positive thinking. People think it's a joke. They really think it's a joke. Like, you know, I mean, that's just that mumbo jumbo. That ain't nothing. You know, people talking about positive talk and self-talk. It's a bunch of crap. But that works. It works. Because when we're having those wins and that little $50 check, and then I get paid $125 for a job, and then another $125, then I get $300. Then all of a sudden, a company out of Florida is like, hey, look, yeah, we'll pay $1,500 for you to do an edited video footage that we already did. We just need you to edit it. Say what? Say what up work? And then they come back for another job. And that's like, say what? That actually happened? And then my wife looks at me and is like, why haven't we been doing this for 10 years? Where you been at? Is this from Colorado? Like, okay. And then we graduate and we go to the LLC. But then it's like almost a step back. It's like, I don't want to do freelance anymore. I want us to do our own thing. We want to own this. We don't want no middleman. We want to be the, we want to be the middleman. We want to execute on it. And so we had to start over. It almost, oh, okay. felt like, it almost felt like it was a setback because we're doing those free things. Okay. We're doing the mural fest here locally. Yeah, we're working with restaurants and people that you know we've met locally and just doing whatever projects and doing the wine festival and all this stuff. But what that free work did was honed and sharpened those skills. That's what it did because it was not for not. It was a, there was a reason behind it, and that prepped us and that prepared us. So when we end up getting a job that's a few, just a couple of thousand shy of 10 grand, and we've implemented things that we learned from Ty and, some, and from some other places, and we can proudly command, this is what it's going to cost. This is what your investment is. And they're like, cool, give us a few. We'll go and get that money. We'll send the check over. Send an invoice and we'll get it paid. Because of those little wins. And we never stop celebrating those little wins. So I would encourage you, one man, make a list of your goals. Write them out, read them out, listen to them daily. Um, you know, one of the things that Ty talked about as well, man, is like, you know, what you put in is what you get out, right? So if you're listening to stuff that's not healthy for you mentally, spiritually, uh, emotionally, that's what you're going to regurgitate back out. So I would encourage you, man, stay in the circle, get around people that are positive. Get around folks that are going to push you, that are going to encourage you, oh, that yeah. are going to help elevate you right to the yeah, next level because it's not going to be comfortable. That's the one thing you need to make sure you remember, man, just like in basic training. Yep. When I went into the Navy, I thought I remember how to swim from when I was a little kid, but <laughs> it went out the window real quick. I was like, dude, in order for you to graduate basic, basic training, you're going to have to learn how to swim. You're going to have to tread water for five minutes. Is that even possible? 
Like, how do you do that? How am I supposed to run like an eight minute mile and then do like, what was it? 50 setups, no 50 pushups and like 60 or 70 something setups. But we kept practicing and practicing and practicing and practicing and practicing. And we did our PT every single day and practicing and practicing. And once that time came, boom, we hit it because we're in a group of people that kept pushing one another and we kept elevating one another. It was uncomfortable. But I can tell you one thing, though, graduating at basic training, though, that was a day of celebration and it was more than worth it. So celebrate the little wins, bro. Consistent action is going to get you the little wins and that's some and those fundamentals, those basics. You're going to build upon that, and that's what's going to lead to those bigger wins. Think about that story from Will Smith where his dad told him to build a wall. Will's like, look, I don't know how to build a dang on wall. What are you talking about? Build a brick wall. You're going to build a wall. I don't know how to build a wall, Pops. Shut up, and you're going to build a wall. One brick at a time. I don't want you to focus on the wall. I just want you to learn how to lay one brick and lay it well and lay it right. You make sure it's level. You make sure that mortar is where it needs to be at. You make sure that brick is properly aligned, and you lay one brick at a time. And before the summer was over, next thing you know, they done built a wall. He was that was Will's problem. He was focusing on the at the end game, which is fine. To keep that in the back of the mind, though, what I need to focus on is the fundamentals and the basics and the little actions that I need to take consistently to get to the bigger picture. And I'll leave you with this. And this is I know it might sound cheesy, dude, but I just love movies. I love TV. I love inspirationals. I would encourage you, man, to go listen. To that little two, three minute speech from Stallone and the movie Balboa, the last one he did, when he told, and I can see Tim smiling a little bit on this one. I think Tim knows where I'm going with this. And he said to his son, like, I remember when I held you in my hand, blah, 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 blah. Gets all sentimental with it. He told, I don't know what happened, but along the way, somebody told you that you weren't good enough. Okay, Dion, so we have somebody told you you weren't good enough and you let the world beat you down. He says, look, the world ain't full of sunshine and rainbows. You can hit, but you're going to get hit. But it's not about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you get hit and keep moving forward. Quitting for winners. He goes, you're a winner. Quitting what you do. Something along those lines. Facts. That's all I'm saying. You are more than capable, bruh. You are more than capable. It's not going to be easy. And that is the misconception that people have about this freaking business. You don't think my wife and I have had spats? Have gone to verbal blows about crap? There's no way you can charge somebody $2,000. We just lost a deal. We didn't lose. We never had it in the first place. What are you talking about? I refuse to pay. I refuse to have somebody pay me less than what I'm worth. But trust this. Once you saw that bill get paid for seven G's, mentality changed a little bit. Belief came. Even though we've been getting paid for a long minute, it wasn't until that big one. And I've been telling her and telling her and telling her and telling her. Facts. I've been telling her. And then it happened. Belief grew. But you got to focus on those little wins and celebrate them. Don't ever disregard them, bruh. Celebrate them. You're more than capable, Mike. I yield the floor. Okay, my allergies are messing with me a little bit. Might be the wind coming in through the uh, the vent uh, just a little bit. It's just, you know, yeah, time me too. Me too. Allergies get with you just some time, a little bit. Some Benadryl. 
Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, you know, it was a few times I seen you came on. You know, you the eye was a little darker right there. You said you and your wife got into it a little bit. The eye, the left eye was a little, you know, a little dark. But I wasn't gonna say nothing. You know what I'm saying? But I get it. Saying left hook down, left hook is dangerous. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm just, you know, you may want to duck. You know, consistency. You want to practice ducking that left hook, but you got better at it. Cause it it changed, so I just want to say that real quick. Listen, if you ever rode if you ever rode a motorcycle, right, and you go to training, they tell you you look you go where you look, right. You can't go straight if you look into the left. Your bike will lean to the left. You go where you look. It is impossible to keep a bike straight if you look in this way. It will lean. So look where you want to go. Stay looking that way. Don't look nowhere else. With that, we're going to get ready to wrap. Um, real quick, those are gold members. You know, I like to hear your voice. If I haven't heard your voice, if you're on here and uh, we ain't had a chance to rap with you because we're going to get ready to rap in like the next three minutes. So just 60 seconds, we're going to go, you know, we're going to give people the chance to jump on the big screen and just say something for 60 seconds. Those we haven't heard from. We're going to start. We're going to start with Polo real quick because we ain't heard from you. You know what I'm saying? So we got You got to hear your voice a little bit real quick. Ready? You ready? All right, here we go. Let's go. Oh, we can't hear. We got. We got. I can't hear you at all. We'll we'll give you two seconds. We're gonna go to Bay. We're gonna come right back. Oh, I ain't forgot about you. We're gonna go to Bay. We're gonna come right back. I, I bet you know I gotta hear your voice, man. You know I gotta hear your voice. <laughs> hey, can you hear me? Is everything okay? Yes, sir. Hey, um, uh, a hey, great speech, man. Um, I'm, I'm I'm living by that right now. Um, I'm in a situation where I. I I can't fully blossom because I got things that are going on in my life. But, you know, like my man said, Bonnie said, um, you got to sharpen that knife. So when you do get ready to get in the fight, it's sharp, man. As soon as you swing at something, you're cutting down trees. You uh -huh. know what I'm saying? And that's, that's, that's definitely what you got to get to. And Mike, man, I seen your work, man. I seen your work. I, I, I peruse your page every so often, man. I'm like, yo, this kid is up there, man. I mean, you know, you, you making me work hard. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and I'm always, always practicing, always practicing because, you know, I can't really go on the business side right now. But um, I have my stories, man. Just hang in there, man. I've gotten rejected. I got told my my, my, my colors was off. Uh, you, you're doing too much editing. I've gotten criticized. And I said, okay, I'll take the criticism. And I'm going to do what I got to do. I'm going to do what I got to do. And I make my adjustments. And I come back. And then they see me a couple months later and they're like, yo, you got real good, man. You're getting good. You know, and I'm like, all right, all right, all right. And, you know, you ain't going to win a fight, man. You ain't going to win every round. You want to win the fight, but you ain't going to win every round. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, just keep it up. I see your work, man. I see it, you know, and um, it's good. It's good. I don't know where you're getting all them women from, but it's good. I'm married to a Latina. She don't play that. <laughs> I, don't don't play that. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, my wife man. Mexican, has, my okay. wife's Mexican, so I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I just have an understanding that yeah, I, no, I can I look, no I can no look but no play. Let me, all right. let me no, get the, uh, I can look, but no play. Hold on, real real quick. Let me uh post post this real quick. Look in the camera so y'all can see it. Okay, we can go on. I just want to make sure we get that real quick because I ain't trying to go down with y'all. Y'all gonna okay? You know, we'll make sure we got that out of the way. When you said sharpen your knife and get ready for the fight, I was like, this is prison one on one. This is like day one of lockdown. You need to be, you know, what I'm saying sharpening your spoon. You know what I'm saying? That's how I felt. That's how I took it. 
it's no joke. I mean, because there's a, in my area, there's a lot of photographers. I got a lot of photographers. And I'm cutting them down limb by limb, if you know what I mean. Because I'm like, nah, man, all right, I can't jump in the pool yet. But when I do get in there or when I get in the, when, when I start get out there, I'm going to start cutting heads off, man. You know, so that's the way I look at it. I just, you know, you just, you got good work, man. I'm telling you, I see it. You know, so just do your thing, man. Just hang in there. Appreciate right, it. Appreciate it. We're going to go to, we're going to go to Frozen next because I ain't heard his voice. That's my dog. I got to hear your voice, bro. What's going on, brothers? What's going you on? Have a, not much. I don't have anything to say, but I appreciate the knowledge and wisdom. Uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate your support always. We're going to go to uh, Lyndon. Make sure I'm pronouncing that right. You ready? Yeah, man. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. I hear you loud and clear. Good. Um, good night, fellas. Uh, again, uh, really exciting time. Um, I think the past three lives from last week, I said I, had, I need to watch them over. It is so good. Uh, last week, Thursday, Tuesday, and then, of course, today is really good. So I appreciate uh, the, the community and the information that you share. Something that Tim said, I think, on Tuesday was really, um, to me, it was really powerful. Uh, he said, don't find your drive, I don't find your motivation, but find your drive. And when he said that, I was like, I was looking around like, did you look at that? I was like, whoa, <laughs> that was real good. Tim, like, I don't um, even remember saying it, but it's dope. Yeah, he, he typed it. He typed it on, <laughs> on the on the live on Tuesday. And I made a note of it because as everybody's been saying, you know, you have your up times, you have, you have your down times, especially when life um, gets at you. So I had to make a note of that one because it, it was a reminder that when things go left, you know, this is what you this this is something that you need to replay in your mind to bring you back center all right. So yeah, that, that was it. Really good time tonight. Uh, appreciate you guys. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. One real quick super chat I want to jump on. Um is Krishana, am I saying that right? I'll be I'll be trying to we gotta bring more we gotta bring more women in the industry to the channel because I love I think to, it's uh, Krishna. Krishna. Oh I'm Krishna. Detroit Public Schools. Let me say that real quick. I want to thank Shout Detroit DPS. Public Schools, DPS for uh giving me what I needed to butcher that name. Um, yeah. Um, she said, can you be an expert through showing the process of each product uh, with good relevant portfolio jobs to be viewed as if you have a niche or as an expert? Let me make sure I fully understand that. Because again, I told you I was Detroit Public Schools. Um, we were told that these get degrees. Um, Let me read that again. Let me just take a look at that again before I jump on it. You know what I'm saying? I ain't I ain't alone. Look at the faces of the people below me right now. They just like we. So, are, are we saying that we want to create content as a for people who need portfolios to show what they do well? I want to make sure that's how because that's how I'm perceiving it. I'm gonna give you a few seconds to jump on because I know we got a little bit of a delay. Um, but you can, you can, I mean, if you're saying, can we create um, training videos or explainer videos that help explain the process of a product um, to be viewed as a portfolio, then yes. But you have to, it's, I mean, it's training videos. You're pretty much training videos for a specific niche, training videos for industrial training videos for, I used to do training videos for working at one of the brands I worked at, which we're not going to name, but we did a lot of training videos on how to make drinks, how to make liquor. Um, and how to make certain dishes. So, and that's all we did. So can you, can that be your niche? Yes, but I still would bring it within a certain area, um, a certain type of company, right? Cause what a training video for somebody like Tim who does marketing would be completely different than maybe Bay who's doing, let's say headshots, right? They may look for different things in 
um, what they who they hire. So if you don't have a niche, can you show products um, individually or supercharge them with proper? Ex- no, nope. Because what's hot to you won't be hot to me, right? What will get me to say, yeah, you're the perfect person for me, will completely turn somebody off that's in a different industry. So it's very important that you understand your target audience and you build all the way around it. If you are a member on our Facebook group, you've seen I posted something today. It's an advertisement from a, a videographer who was flashy. It was cute, but you couldn't look at it and tell what he did or who his target audience was or who that content was even designed for. So it's a situation where a guy may be spending money on marketing, not understanding why it's not working. But the issue is really before that. The issue is him not being direct and clear as to who his business is designed to work with. Whose problem are you trying to solve? Should be your first one of your first questions um, that you should ask. Um, and if it's just everybody, then you, you need to have a billion dollars for marketing to attract everybody. Um, so keep that in mind. With that being said, we're going to get ready to wrap for the day. If you're listening via podcast, please make sure you like us. Give us five stars. These are this is a public one, but our gold member lives usually rock like this. And they usually go for about last last week. We went for what, three and a half hours. We 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 be on here all day. So you might as well bring a lunch. We have people just heating up their food and just eating it. Um, with that being said, I'm going to ask that you stay safe. If, if wearing a mask is your thing, rock it. If not, hey, you got the right to be you. Just be successful. Stay, get, educate yourself more than you entertain yourself. Your life will change. Eliminate what's not making you better. People, what you're spending your money on, all of that. You got to remove it. And this is business is, you know, people want to just show up and be the boss and be winning and pop champagne. And But we don't want to go to the gym and practice our jump shot and do what we got to do to celebrate. You have to put in the hours you got to grind right you can't just show up and be jordan i'm a 40 year old guy still working on the jump shot i'm gonna get it one day i may be playing wheelchair ball by the time i get it but i'm gonna get it that's just gonna be me you know what i'm saying i'm gonna cross you over in the wheelchair it's gonna be a lot easier because i ain't gonna have to dribble but one day it's gonna happen anyway with that being said i'm going to ask that you like share subscribe all the stuff all the youtubers ask you to do so we can help grow this channel because i want to get to 50,000 subscribers can y'all help me do that real quick and I'm asked that you stay safe. I will see you guys Tuesday. There's going to be some great content posting in between. And I will definitely see you guys later. Stay safe, people. Ciao. I am going to stay blessed. Stay blessed and stay up. That's right. Post grown. Post what you learn in this video, people. Post what you learn in the comments. I would love to see it. All right, guys. See y'all later. You've been listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and go to our webpage at www.flashfilmacademy.com.